Alan Astoranis for you on the Friday Forum on ABC Mid-North and Coffs Coast. It's Father's Day on Sunday and we thought we'd dedicate this forum to all the dads out there. Fatherhood, it's a 24-7, 365 days a year job. There's no salary and you can't take annual leave or sick leave. But despite the challenges, most men say it's their most rewarding role. Uh, we usually hear about parenting from a mother's point of view. So in the studio today, we have some local dads. Uh, joining me uh, firstly is Peter Charles. He's a father of five. He's also the chaplain at Hastings Public School. Hi, Peter. Hi, Carla. And we also have Stephen Day, a father of two. How are you going, Stephen? Yeah, good, thanks, Carla. Let's start at the very beginning. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your families and a, a little bit about yourself. Uh, we'll start with you, Peter. Sure. Well, I'm the husband of but one wife, Joanne. Um, we've got five wonderful children. I have two girls, two boys and another little girl. And it's a fairly big family. Uh, did you have children young or...? I think I was relatively young. Yeah, I started when uh, I was 28. 28. Um, so, yeah, I came from a family of two boys. I was only going to have two boys. Uh, and then God gave us uh, two wonderful girls, and uh, I didn't expect to get any boys after that, but we got two boys. Uh, <laughs> and then little Justine came along, so we've um, got the complete set. And with a big family, is it is it easy to give each child equal attention, or is that a bit of a juggling act? I think um, you aim to. You try to do what's, um, I guess, the right thing to do to be emotionally supportive and encouraging uh, and warm to all of them. Um, I think by nature of people you tend to uh, I think gel with some people more than others in different ways uh, and so there's a couple of kids in my family that if I went to a party with I think they'd sort of end up hanging around with me and uh, and there'd be a couple of them that would hang around with my wife so but um yeah certainly uh, we aim to show love and affection to all of them. Uh, what about you Stephen you've got two kids tell us about your family. Uh, married to Fiona beautiful wife um rebecca she's 19 um and my youngest one's kirsty she's uh, 11 yeah two beautiful girls yeah and do they both live at home or uh, rebecca's down in sydney studying uh journalism mcclay college down there and uh yeah yeah doing very well for herself actually she's uh, uh studying she's working um she's doing her internship so she's very busy and uh, very dynamic dynamic sort of little individual yeah very proud of her do you get to see her often or yeah she's coming up this weekend for uh, father's day she surprised me yesterday um brought a tear to my eye doing the work uh, fly in fly out work seemed to miss out a fair bit on um yeah special moments like father's day and birthdays and some christmases so yeah it's very special every time we uh, get the time to spend together yeah let's start at the very beginning of your journeys uh how did you first feel when you had your first child and you, you held your child in your hand, Peter? What was it like? Well, I was going to have a joke about, you know, can we take her back? But no, actually, <laughs> um, I was a little bit anxious to start with because when she came out, um, yeah, it was, it was our first baby and uh, her head was getting a bit squashed and there was a few wrinkles and I wondered whether it was brains coming out through the top of her head. But um, <laughs> The nurses assured us that everything was okay and she, she was a great little parcel and uh, we were very thrilled with her and we still are thrilled with her. She was, she's a terrific kid and it was, it's a, it was a joy. When I drove home from the hospital, you know, I felt like, you know, I just didn't want 
to pop her in the car because you know we we valued her so much uh, and I didn't want anyone to crash into us or anything like that so I felt quite protective and quite liable to look after her so, but it was wonderful. Did you feel any nerves or any sense of anxiety about it? About fatherhood or the birth? Uh, fatherhood. Well yeah I think um, I'd spent a fair bit of time uh, thinking about you know which fatherhood books to read and try to swat up if I could put it that way to be a, a good dad and I was really grateful to realize that they'd actually they take a while to grow up you know they don't hit teenagehood uh, <laughs> straight away so I still had plenty of time to get through the toddler taming or whatever books I was looking at and uh, yeah but I yeah I was I was um, concerned to do a good job of it I wanted to be a good dad. What have been some of the challenges bringing up children? Well, that's that's a good question. There's always life challenges. Um, for me personally, I think maintaining self-control um, in all sorts of situations. I think that's probably one of the key things where you want to provide the sort of stable base for a family so that people can, uh, I guess, flourish as, as people in their own right um, and sort of make sure that when there's moments of tension like urgency to get to school on time or um, to have an assignment done to try to be someone who's keeping my cool that's that's the aim I don't always do it but uh, the, the the challenge is to remain self-controlled and encouraging and supportive um, and I think it's in that environment that um, yeah if they can see that I'm keep, keeping it together then a whole lot of people do a lot better but if I lose my cool then that tends to make the place a bit more tense. <laughs> <laughs> what about for you, Stephen? How did you feel when you held your daughter for the first time? Uh, it was it was amazing. Um, my wife had a relatively good birth, if I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was great. Uh, Christmas Eve, uh, Rebecca was born. Um, what a great present! That was a great present. Um, I got conned to go outside. Uh, for about half an hour and then I came back in and they'd wrapped up Rebecca in um, Christmas uh, wrapping and, and bows and etc and, and they said Merry Christmas here's your present so yeah that was wonderful no yeah no anxiety just yeah really really loved the moment um, Rebecca slept from six hours from the day she was born we never lost any sleep since so, yeah and have you had many challenges as a father or what have been some of the challenges uh, letting go yeah yeah not trying to wrap her up in cotton wool and or wrap them up in cotton wool and being supportive and yeah Peter the uh, uh, you were saying that yeah trying to keep your cool through those moments of uh, of pressure yeah mm -hmm. if you can maintain it it certainly resonates through the rest of the family any tips on how to not lose control uh, hold your tongue <laughs> <laughs> that's probably in any situation it's yeah. important to hold your tongue uh, 20 past 9 on our Friday forum we're talking fatherhood with Father's Day on Sunday uh, let's talk about work-life balance uh, we often hear about the pressures on working women who have kids uh, but men also face similar pressures when they're working and bringing up kids uh, we know the traditional image of the father really has been as a provider um, but that's softened and we see a much more hands-on parenting from fathers these days how have you found the work-life balance Peter oh, I think it's it's a, a natural challenge I have three jobs and my wife has a job so 
uh, the joke at our place is um, who does the housework? <laughs> the um, and, and some of that falls to Joe, but I, I take on some responsibilities too. Um, I think we would say that, um, you know, you, like a, a camping trip where you'd put the important things in the boot first, you know, you make sure you put the tent in and, you know, the sleeping bag and, and some stoves and that type of thing. You want to get the important things in first and then you fit other things around it, like the, you know, the duffel, the duffel bag or whatever it is, the, the doona. Um, Joe and I are quite committed to saying that, um, you know, our relationship with each other is the the key thing. Uh, we need to make sure that we're managing life well together um, so that I'm supporting her if she's got some work things happening um, and she's also conscious of the load that I've got to experience in um, some building work, chaplaincy work and some of the church work that I do. Um, but, yeah, whilst we, we're conscious that... Um, we've got to support each other we're conscious that we also want to make sure that life is supported for the kids that we can organize our lives around the kids um you know going off to their music lessons or their maths tutoring or to youth group or whatever it is uh, or helping them with assignments we place our relationships as priority number one um and then we try to fit our other things around that so for example joanne is part-time as an optometrist um and she does two days a week or three days a week depending on a, a situation uh, or a bit more if, if needs be um, but we would say that uh, if that got too much we'd adjust that so she doesn't work on Saturdays um, and uh, she would also help me if on a Thursday if I've got a meeting on Thursday night and I've done some chaplaincy on the Thursday she would organise to cook a hot pot with food already the night before so that when I serve the it, it's something that's um already prefabricated, ready to go, so that she helps me. But we would say that we make life priorities with the family and the relationships first, and then we try to fit our work things around that. Um, but because we've got a pretty good arrangement with each other, we tend to be able to do our jobs pretty well as well. Is that something you've had to work at? Oh, yeah. I think um, growing up I was probably, you know, a bit more disorganised. But when uh, I realised that I wanted to you know, maintain a marriage, I figured I'd better get organised to make sure I got a job and hold down a job. Uh, and if I'm going to have, a, have five kids, um, you know, if you can't go backwards, you've got to go forwards, don't you? So <laughs> you do what it takes to make it work, uh, and we're committed to doing that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll actually do what it takes to look after each other but hold down our jobs and also set an example to our kids about what it takes to survive in the world, that you have to work hard if you want to have a job and hold it down um that takes a lot of dedication it, so yeah we can do that <laughs> what about for you Stephen? you're a fly-in fly-out worker tell us a little bit about what the work you you have done and you do do now uh, yeah um originally uh, so i was back in sydney doing um day in day out work um go to work come home um now last nine nine years been flying in and out of the tenamai desert um, in the Northern Territory. Northern Territory, yeah. Um, the last two years is in and out of uh, Darwin. Uh, yeah, it's had its challenges, especially the first 12 months, two years, as the family adjusted to uh, Dad not being there. Um, but uh, it's just run-of-the-mill show now. Um, Dad comes home, it's Christmas every time I come home. There's <laughs> presents and happiness. and um, Yeah, it's, uh, Fiona, my wife, she's... Uh, 
Uh, yeah, she's fiercely independent. She's um, she works here uh, full time at the private hospital as a registered nurse. Um, does a fantastic job, and she's yeah, she's the rock of the family. Take us through that timetable. Is it one week on, one week off, or? Uh, it was a two week on, one week off uh, program with the Greenwich Gold Mine. Tenemoy. It was very much a family out there. So uh, when you're missing your family here, um, I got involved with uh, the emergency response team. Um, yeah, uh, sports and uh, etc. Out there at the Granite Gold Mine. That was a great support for me while I was away. Um, as technology advances and we have things like Skype and uh, you can yeah actually see people talking to you. It makes a it makes a, a fair difference. But it must place pressure on your family. I mean, has the experience of yourself and some of your colleagues, what, what kind of pressure has there been? Oh, it's emotional highs and lows, peaks and troughs, whichever way you want to uh, look at it. Uh, flying out, I think you're at your lowest when you, yeah, when, you, when you land back at the tarmac, it's certainly your highest, yeah. yeah especially seeing your smiling faces of your daughter, daughters and, and wife and, uh, yeah, that first embrace of a cuddle is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think children need fathers uh you know it's uh we see more and more children growing up without fathers or without their biological fathers in the family home uh is there something specific about what fathers can bring to a kid's life peter absolutely i think fathers uh can be like the captain of a ship uh, the captain of a ship would take responsibility for the ship, uh, the safety of people getting to the right destination. Um, and certainly if the ship goes down, um, they've got to take responsibility for how the ship's going uh, and go down with the ship. Now, I, I think that's not a bad analogy for fatherhood because uh, I think fathers are the ones who should be taking supreme, as a Christian I believe this, take supreme responsibility for their family. Um, and that means providing a sense of stability, security, uh, and hopefully there's a sense of humour there, that it's not all uh, tension. There's actually warmth and love in the place. As I say to my wife and kids, um, you know, if things are going badly, I take personal responsibility for that. And if things are going well, I also take responsibility for that. So I think fathers... Uh, ought to be there to provide a sense of security and a stable base uh, out of which people can flourish and develop as uh, individuals in their own right and hopefully their wives can flourish as well. We also see um, a decline of uh, males in sort of childcare and also the teaching profession. There's less sort of men yep. in, in primary school teaching, for example. Uh, you work in a school. That's correct. Do you think that's having an effect on young people? A, a, a sort of decline in sort of male role models? Well, it sort of depends on what you're asking. What kind of effect are you referring to? Well, do you think it's a bad thing? That there's fewer ro male role models in, in teaching type positions? Yes. I think... Um, I think men bring different things to ladies uh, in a teaching environment. Um... I'm not down on ladies doing those roles, by the way. I actually think I take my hat off to them. I know uh, a lot of women who work hard as teachers um, and helping professions and in childcare environments. And I think 
they work jolly hard to um, you know to get organised, help kids learn and develop. So I've got nothing bad to say about women having a crack at that. Uh, I do think men probably bring uh, another dimension, a fatherly dimension almost in those places. Um, perhaps sometimes some strengths can be associated with things like sport or or other interests. Um, for example. Um, you know, things to do with cars and mechanical things. Often guys are involved with using technology, like Steve's into cranes. <laughs> so there, there seems to be... Oh, those are generalisations, but, um, yeah, I think men can bring some good dimensions to teaching. The other thing that men can, I think, bring to teaching is uh, how to treat women. There's a, a lot of people uh, in our society, there's a lot of people in prison who have done a, a rotten job of looking after women. And so I think that men can actually be in places to teach younger people, younger boys, to show how to look after a lady, how to treat someone with dignity and respect. So, yeah, I do think there's a definite value for to men to lead by example on how to, how to look after uh, women. Uh, what about you, Stephen? Do you, um, do you, how important do you see the father's role? Uh, oh, in my... In my situation, look, it's it's uh, been very important for the health of my two girls. Um, I've been there supporting them uh, as a provider. Um, yeah, and it's a very much a team effort, uh, husband and wife. Um, Fiona and I get along extremely well. We're good friends. Um, yeah, look, I don't have the depth to respond as Peter has, but look, uh, I certainly along the same lines as Peter. Yeah. We're running out of time. It's uh, half past nine. We're going to end by just asking you about the re most rewarding part of being a father and uh, a tip that you'd give to future fathers. Peter, what would you say? I think the most rewarding part is probably enjoying a family meal together when we're all there. Uh, we give thanks to God for the food. Uh, we listen to each other. Um, it's a rich time. Uh, I think it's also rich when it includes extended family as well and friends um, to be together, uh, to share our lives just as a, a natural thing. That's, that's a pretty, pretty high point in life, actually. And, and afterwards, we uh, often would look at something from the Bible, talk about that for a while, pray together, and then they go off and, well, if they've had dessert, then they go off <laughs> and do their own thing. But that's, that's probably the high point of being together. I find that very rich. Uh, what about for yourself, Stephen? What's the greatest reward? The greatest reward? Uh, seeing their smiling faces. Yeah, yeah being together, uh, getting together. It doesn't matter how long or short that time is. Um, making the effort to get there. Um, yeah. And any tips for future fathers? Future fathers. Enjoy it. It doesn't last forever. They're, yeah, they're, they're only young for a certain period of time. Yeah, it, it's very rewarding in many ways. Well, thank you both for being on our Friday Forum to our panel, uh, Peter Charles and Stephen Day. Uh, let's f finish with some music. This is Eric Clapton, My Father's Eyes.
eyes and uh, Carla Mascarenas there with our Friday forum looking at dads it's uh, just on uh, 26 minutes to 10 on ABC Mid-North Coast Breakfast and uh, telling us what's coming up as far as news headlines is concerned we're joined by Tom Lowry Good morning, Cameron. The Foreign Minister says Russia 